Hi everyone, we're back. Hi. Um, I've got a cold this week. <laughs> I'm probably going to be sniffling and coughing. Sniffling and then a loud thud. <laughs> SJ's died. Um, this week we are looking at women in films. Yeah. All things film. We, uh, we've recently watched, we've been to the cinema. Mm-hmm. We have finally since moving to Leeds. We love the cinema. We watched a film and in true... Listen, SJ Fashion, it got us thinking about how women are represented in films. So we decided we're going to do about films and we're going to do about tropes. Finally. I've got books as well. Finally. Yeah, books yeah. is great. Yeah. All is fine. Cool. In media in general. Yeah. So buckle in, get yourself a cup of tea or a lemon and honey if yeah. you two are suffering. They might have colds too. Well, be better. <laughs> I like lemon and honey. Settle in, snuggle down. Get ready for, get ready for fun. A, 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 a wasted hour. <laughs> Chatting shy, drinking tea, fighting against the patriarchy. We will be heard, we will be seen as the woes of being a woman. You'll all be pleased to know that I've actually made up a dance for the jingle now. So every time we make a podcast episode, I play it out loud because I love it so much. And next week we'll do a little video for you and I can show you my... Yes, Moves. because we now have a TikTok. Even <laughs> though there's nothing on the TikTok yet, we do have a TikTok. So if you like following our media, we will uh, link it link. in our Instagram. Instagram at the end. I will. I'll post the link. Okay, right. Let's get down to business to defeat, defeat the Huns. Huns. <laughs> Talking about that. Have you seen that video of that little girl singing it? <gasps> yeah. It's so, so cute. It's <laughs> so cute. I will also, well, I won't link this on the post because it won't make sense. It won't make any sense. But we'll put it on go, the story. Yeah. Yeah. On, there's this video on TikTok of this little girl at Disney on Ice singing to Mulan, and it is honestly just the best thing ever. It's so soul, it's heartwarming. I love it. It's really fun. Right, to general business. So what I, was, what I, haven't got these, with? I haven't got these in order. No, so it's okay. I'm we not can sure just. Where to start. Why is your notes that theme? What, what, why is it that fun? Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to get in that one. Helps me read it. Can you change font on notes? Yeah. Wow. Are you? So you just have to like click it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Elevator music plays. If you press that, wow, you got all sorts. That's really cool. Love that. Yeah. Licorice, amazing. That's such a shit. <laughs> I really like it. Right. Well, at the start of my list is tropes. Yeah. The start of that. All right. Most of these cool. tropes, but yeah, go for it. I've mentioned this on several podcast episodes. Have been wanting to talk about it for a long time, so we're finally getting there. I mean, we briefly touched on it. Last week, last week, a little yeah. bit. But I also then realised that there are more tropes, i.e. just being a stupid woman comes up quite a lot in mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. So first on my list is the duff, but we oh, talked about that last week. We did. So I feel like we've... Which, just to recap, <laughs> is the designated ugly fat friend. Okay. We talked about it last week. It's such a stupid film. Go listen. It's got a stupid cast. Yeah. It's just a pile of shite. <laughs> it's a big fat <laughs> right? Although I am the worst for this because these films, like in my soul hurt me but they are also <laughs> the kind of films I watch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mindless entertainment I like but... it it's so bad it's good like it gets to a point where it's so awful it's good I don't like the duff I've, I have watched it quite a few times <laughs> yeah, I, I now I sit back and think why do I enjoy it so much true yeah that's I mean I've grown but yeah. I have seen it mm-hmm. at least five times but I'm not sure if we touched on this last week. We might have. I've already forgotten. Is that the fat woman is always the comedy relief? No, no. Did we? Well, kind of, but not in any great depth. We no. can do it again. It's obvious what this pod. They've tuned in for a reason. <laughs> that eventually, there's going to be some overlap. So I don't think it matters. So like films where there is a fat woman involved, for example, um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Pitch Perfect. Old Rebel Wilson, not new Rebel Wilson. Pitch Perfect, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. They were always just there for everyone to, to throw jokes at. Yeah. And that pisses me off. Like, or to make jokes of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in Pitch Perfect, Fat Amy is definitely the best singer. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> she just is. I don't think that's true. Well. Her whole character is that she's a bad singer. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You've completely misunderstood no, that we, film. No, we're going to watch it tonight. And I'm gonna but she's so good at singing in that film. But she's not. You're wrong. I'm not. You're wrong. Well, because they give her so many solos. Oh. You've misunderstood the whole concept. Have, we're okay, going to have an argument about this after we finish the podcast. <laughs> anyway, 
But yes, even regardless of her singing abilities, the main point of her character in the show is the comedic relief yeah. aspect. And she calls herself Fat Amy so that nobody else does it. So that skinny like... trick bitches like you don't do it behind my back. Yeah. SJ's obviously watched this film far too many it's times. Film. But that pisses me off. <laughs> Every day. And we'll move swiftly on. At least once in my head. All I hear is, here's a thing, we sign up, friends. You might like, just stop dancing. It's like, all they're going to hear is the bed moving. It just rolls around in my head every day, all day. And that bit where he's singing, he's like, wow, that's high. <laughs> if I could sing a like... lick, I would, but I can't. And I, I hate myself every day because of it. He's comedic relief as well, and he's fat. He's fat too, yeah. You notice that skinny people don't have personalities in films. True. They don't need them. True. Because they've got boyfriends. Oh. And sex. <laughs> and boobs that defy gravity. Mm. Next on my list is Sierra Burgess is a loser. Oh. Which I think should just be banned. Yeah, I think. It's such a crap film. I'm... Netflix, stop <laughs> making crap films, please. And what's so annoying is, she, I can't, I don't know her name, but she's actually quite a good actress. I like her. Like, I like her in Riverdale, <laughs> surprisingly. I, she's good in Stranger Things, according to Gemma, because I haven't seen <laughs> it. Because we haven't seen it. But... She does do Sam some, Purser, yeah, that's her name. She does do some cool things, but that film is absolute trash. It's dog shite. It's so <laughs> bad. It's so if you haven't seen the film, the premise is this girl who's plus sized, even though she's not, she's just like we mentioned last week, in a film where she's with size zeros and she's possibly a fourteen. A fourteen. So she looks bigger than she is. Right? We'll move on. She's in that film, she fancies a guy, and he is what do they call him? A jock? jock? Yeah, he's a jock. So, obviously, he will only date the pretty, skinny... Cheerleader. Cheerleader. And she catfishes him with a pretty skinny girl. And then, magically, at the end, it's all fine and he's in love with her. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it does matter. It would matter. Don't it catfish people. It's weird. Yeah. Also, if he doesn't want to date you because he thinks you're fat, but then he's all right with it because he thinks you're skinny and then gets to know your personality, that still doesn't make him a better girl. Yeah. It's just such a shit concept for a film. It is a shit It's appalling. Film. Rubbish. It's so bad. Also on my list, and this is really sad because I hadn't thought about it until we I started making a list of tropes. And again, this goes for the trope that like intelligent, talented, fat women don't have any relationship until the hottest guy in the film falls for them. Mm-hmm. Hairspray. Yeah. Which is so sad because I love that film. But again, it is garbage. It's just it's hot. Garbage. <coughs> so bad. It's also just unbelievable, but that's not the point. But yeah, I thought that, like, again, it's very. She is doing directly a service into the, to the community, though, with dating Link Larkin, because. I think he's hot. No, he's a spanner. He's an absolute <laughs> spanner. That's a really underrated insult. He's just weird. It's when he eats, he finds her chocolate bar under the pillow and then eats it. <laughs> That's gross. Get it out. Ling Larkin. And then moving, there are also different tropes that women are subjected to. Like if they are fit and slim and got massive boobs, they don't. They're know, thick. Yeah, or they're thick, or they don't know that they're fit and slim and have massive boobs. So also thick. Char- oh yeah, characters <laughs> that the whole this this trope boils my piss <laughs> when they don't know that they're beautiful. That fucks me right off. It's really annoying. Because it's, it? it's just so, like, it, it's not true. It's not a thing that happens. And also, it's so boring. Why do we only have these 2D flat women yeah. that can only feel one thing at one time and not have a brain? Yeah. It's so annoying. It's, but it's because, and I, I know we touched on this, we'll probably touch on it more in a minute, but most of the media we consume is either directed, written, or produced by men. Yeah, I've we've got an infographic to share on the on the Instagram. So they make such flat female characters. The it, last year, the percentage of directors for films that were women is seventeen percent, which means eighty three percent overall. Quick maths. Are men? Of course, we're going to get flat two dimensional women. So we've got eighty three percent male producers, and it just gets worse from then. Yeah, that's the high number. But it's just because I remember, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there, I will see if I can find a clip of this as well and link it. But Reese Witherspoon won an award and in her acceptance speech, because she makes films now, doesn't she? Yeah, does she not make um, 
wild. Cool and yes, possibly because what they do, her like production company, is they read thousands and thousands of scripts by women mm-hmm. and buy them up and then buy yeah. the rights to make the films. But they have a huge focus on buying things that have been written mm-hmm. by women with non two D women in them yeah. because a lot of the films she has produced since she started get some have contained characters that are actually interesting to watch and their entire sole purpose of the movie isn't finding a man yeah because that's also all that women seem to do in films yeah so fucking also annoying. my computer's definitely listening to me there's no way that's the you've, first you've literally got a microphone plugged in of course it's <laughs> listening to you crazy <laughs> yeah so she did the wild which is about a lady who like goes on a backpacking adventure these are all just films cool. starring Reese yeah but she direct. I know she directed that one she talks about it in the speech ah. but anyway there's oh Gone Girl that's her because they brought up the is script it? for that mm-hmm. yeah oh cool Where the Crawdads Sing I'm sure You're Crawdads right. Sing yeah. yeah so lots of films that in- contain interesting female characters yeah even if they are stories based on have to be people directed movie. or produced by women because otherwise Men don't want They're to either fat and funny or skinny with massive boobs and no brains. Yeah. And that's it. That's all you've got. That's all you've got. Sometimes they're a mum. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. And that's it. Well, I did Google because I was having a little look-see. The five biggest tropes for women in films. Okay. Can you... Actually, we'll play a game. Okay. Can you guess them? Mother. No. Wait, hang on. Give me an, you're going to have so to like, give me an example. So the, the last one on this, so you've got four to okay. guess. The last one is the ugly duckling, right? So oh, okay. what we've just described about the right. girl the, doesn't know. She's the blonde pretty, bombshell. Yeah. Or like the hot, like, I mean, <laughs> this is hard. The, the hot bombshell that doesn't know she's hot. Is that it's there? sort of the ugly duckling. Oh, is it? No, it's not. The ugly duckling is someone that thinks they're ugly because they don't look like everyone else and then realises that it's okay to be different because no, they are, in fact, a swan. the ugly duckling turns into a swan, yeah. yeah so but... the ugly, to me, the ugly duckling is someone that starts ugly and has a glow-up and ends up beautiful. Oh. Okay. Um... This is going to take forever. Do you want me to just <laughs> Is one of them a hot teacher? Swan! Swan! That's favourite trope. Go on, tell me. So, number one is damsel in distress. Oh, yeah. yeah? Okay. You're going to say that, make that noise for everyone that I tell you, okay? So, damsel in distress. Number two is the hooker with the heart girl. Oh, God. Hooker with the heart girl. Oh, it's my favourite trope. <laughs> and number three is manic pixie dream girl. I don't know what a manic pixie dream girl is. Like, so, a manic pixie dream People girl. People say this a lot. This phrase is thrown around all the time now, and I feel so old, because up until now, I've never asked anyone what it meant. I just go along with it. But... It's, so, it's got, sort of, possibly two definitions. You it's don't got know either, my definition, <laughs> and then what everybody else thinks. I think what everybody else thinks a manic pixie dream girl is, is mm. someone that's, like, a little bit punk rock, like, funny colours in their hair, is a little bit weird, a little bit quirky, but, like, is... The way I think about it is is someone that's so willing to be with someone that they like change themselves to match their personality. Oh. That's what a manic pixie dream girl is, or like like a boy's dream. Are you sure? Because I do. That's that... what I think it is. Are you sure? Because I thought it was like I do that every time. I thought it was like. I was just reading. Bear with. Yes, yeah, sorry. Can't read and talk. Stop character in films. Exists solely in the fevered imaginations of a sensitive writer-director to teach brooding, soulful young men to yeah, embrace so life like a, 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 and infinite a woman, mystery. A woman that's like a free spirit and like just a bit wild, and men try to tame her. That's like a manic pixie dream girl to me. Right. Okay. Because my example for this is: Have you ever seen the film Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yeah. Yeah. She's a manic pixie. Yeah. There dream she girl. is. Yeah. Right. No, that's her in bloody... But that is her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay, fair play. Oh, and this is the one from Scott Pilgrim vs. The yeah, World. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, whatever she's called. Ramona something. Ramona Flowers? I don't know. I'm really impressed you know that. Um, okay, yeah. right. I'm kind so of with you. Manic Dream Girl. And trope number five, because we've already done the Ugly Jocelyn, is Psycho Ex-Girlfriend. So that oh, is the major tropes that exist in films. Actually, now thinking women. about it, I 
there are very few films I've seen where there's a woman character that exists outside of one of those. Yeah. Unless that it's wasn't like a written by a woman. Yeah, or, or a historical yeah. retelling. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of one. But that's because the world is so obsessed with films about high schools as well, which I yeah. think plays into weird. it. It's weird. Weird. We need to stop, stop making trying films to relive your glory days, about high okay? schools because they just... Sorry. <laughs> they just film... They just throw themselves directly into the trope. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to write about tropes when you're yeah, writing because, about high school. And, like, the easiest thing to to picture it with is uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. Because Breakfast Club is perfect. Brat. That's <laughs> 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 the film. What a shit film that is. But they do that thing where they talk about the tables that yeah. people sit at. And yeah. that is tropes in a film. Yeah. That's how directors pick that. their characters. Yeah. They look at the list of high school tables and they think, well, I've one of you one and of you. one of you. Yeah. It's just very annoying. Psycho Girlfriend as well is such an interesting one because I actually, if you watch films, it's made out that like almost everyone at some point in their life will be a Psycho Girlfriend. Mm -hmm. In reality, I probably know one person that fits that trope, Mm -hmm. maybe two. But like normally, girls just get dumped or break up with their boyfriend and then think, thank fuck for that. Yeah. And just move on. Yeah. It's not actually a thing that happens in real life. No. Well, or very is rarely. That because the guys that we know aren't worth being psycho over. Are any guys worth being psycho very over? Very true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I just think no. Stop calling him that. <laughs> I think that's why it's not our fault. It's theirs. Um, what's next on your list? Um, she's so clumsy, but it's really endearing. It's cute. It's <laughs> Fox me right off, because I am super clumsy, right? True. I'm really clumsy and I'm really heavy handed and I'm also really strong, right? <laughs> I'm basically She Hulk. <laughs> but no one ever looks at me and thinks, oh, it's really endearing that you've just ripped that thing off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just a menace when I do it. But if someone's cute and skinny does it, oh, adorable. She's just tripped over her own feet again. So cute. It really annoys me. Bella from Twilight. That's where, <laughs> that's where it's come from. Some anger is stem. <laughs> Like watching her trip over her own feet, and everyone's like, Oh, she needs someone to save her. No one's ever saved me <laughs> <laughs> when I'm there with like a sconce in I'm my just hand because I'm trying to turn a light on. <laughs> really fucks oh. me off. That's really sad. And that is directly above how men are always saving women in films. Yeah, yeah so fucking we annoying. We've been talking about this for days. So, so annoying. This links in quite well with I've just got Disney princesses written down. Mm hmm. It's the same thing. I yeah. mean, I know they're changing slightly now, like but they've been around since, like, the 30s, and I can think of, like, three films in which a Disney princess yeah. isn't saved by a man. Even a film... I'm sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm about to go off on a tangent. Even a <laughs> film where there's meant to be a character who's a female, like, a strong female character who's supposed to be a badass, right? Like, for example, Black Widow in Avengers, or, um, I can't remember her name, because I've literally fallen asleep every time I've tried to watch this film but the woman in the matrix what's she called any idea google it uh the the woman in the matrix or Cara Delevingne's character in Valerian they're all meant to be like super badass like can take on the world and yet Persephone Persephone in the matrix is literally there to be Neo's wife right I don't think that film passes the Bechdel test we'll have to google it later probably not um Persephone is literally there to be Neo's wife, right? She could be so cool if they just gave her some fucking character development, but no, they don't. And Carrie Delevingne's character in Valerian, she literally just... It. Oh, it will boil your <laughs> piss, my friend. She literally... like they, When they advertise the film, they're advertising in it with equal airtime for Valerian and right. whatever she's called in it. Probably so much shit like Daisy. <laughs> right? advertising it with equal like to make it look like it was like a shark that's boy like, and lava girl but that's kind of what happened to Zendaya in June yeah she had literally zero airtime, and every time she was in the shop she was basically like oh go on Valerian you can save the day yeah. and then she just, just sit there but that's there's exactly- actually a scene in the film where he's like you sit down and be safe <laughs> are you no. taking the piss my friend but- it's exact, exactly the same thing happens in Disney princesses because people are like, oh, yeah, but they're meant to be rescued by men. But, like, the whole point... Like, Disney princesses, their title, like, the title of the film, the title of character is always a woman because 
like Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, The Little Mermaid. They're all about women, yet somehow they all get rescued by they're them. the most 2D women you've ever mm. met and they all get rescued by their prince. And they all made me believe that when you're an adult and you cry, you have to throw yourself on something and just cry your eyes out. But nicely. Yeah, nicely. Not beautiful. Like a gentle, <laughs> gentle, <laughs> a gentle weeping. Like, but what in like because i mean frozen kind of she doesn't get saved by a man but then but she does because reindeer man is in it a lot reindeer yeah sven. sven sven is sven the reindeer or is christoph 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 right. the man and i know he doesn't save them but like well, he's in it a lot isn't he? He like, he's in it a lot. and then moana admittedly no no male love interest yeah absolutely but... fine. and raya and the magic dragon yeah. Also, no love interest in that, but like that's I can only think of two. I can only think of two Disney films where there's like princesses where there's no love interest. And bear in mind the films aimed at children. I don't think there needs yeah. to be a love interest. Like it's it. not the be all and end all. Like I can understand the prince and princess trope. Like that was nice back in the day, but we've moved on. We have moved. You're on. boring me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. You're boring. Why can't we just have it? And like even in Mulan and cool films like that. Eventually, she just sort of gives up her coolness to yeah. get with the man. To get married. It's just, just, just a bit annoying. It pisses me off. It does piss me off. Boils my kids. It really does it boil my, my kids. <laughs> Have you got any other tropes you'd like to talk about? Because um, it's all just sort of jumbled up. But this, again, falls into sort of tropes and archetypes of women in film. Yeah. She's either the innocent, never-been-touched virgin. Yes. Or she's a total slut. Yes. And there's like no in between. No. And it's like the never been touched perfect. And I'm sorry. I need to clarify that total slut is not me being a dick. That's how They're they are portrayed, portrayed that as a total slut. Like someone that literally like can't have enough sex. And I don't care how much sex you have, but the way that they portray them in the film is like it's a bad thing. And she is the devil. Yeah. Okay, continue. Um I was just gonna say, like the when there's a character in the film that is like the untouched, holier than thou virgin. When they do then inevitably have sex, they are so good at it. Yeah. It's like they're, they're somehow sexualised, but also a virgin. Yeah. It's like that, you're like everyone is a sweaty virgin. <laughs> no one is like uh, sexualised, knows exactly what they're doing, like graces life, takes it in their stride, and is also a virgin. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. Like the first time isn't glorious and magical, and. Wow. Yeah. There's, it's it's Jack Whitehall's joke of there's a lot of shuffling <laughs> yeah. and muttered owl and then from somewhere in the darkness someone just goes sorry sorry <laughs> like it's That's just it. so unrealistic and I hate it so much and also whenever they do films where it's like female virgins they always are these drop dead gorgeous women in like their thirties so like you just wouldn't be a virgin no you wouldn't Mm-mm. like what a random trait for them to have given on to you yeah. how is that any character development at all well it's not is it it's not funny <laughs> it's serious it's, it's like serious. what did we watch that film it's a marvel film with those kids in and it's like every character in it has just ticked the 2d box oh new mutants is that yeah yeah it's so bad they forced me to watch it i knew it was gonna be bad <laughs> but we still had to watch it and literally it was like just unbelievable. But that's how, what, I don't know how, but I don't know how they get away with like. But so many films have just gone down like the diversity checklist, sort of ticked the box on the surface, but have then not created a character with any yeah. depth whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's what all women are in films. Mm-hmm. It's boring. You're boring me. Be better. This kind of goes with the tropes thing as well. But something else that really annoys me about women specifically in films it's like how over sexualized they are when they're in a group of men yeah for example like the avengers mm-hmm. i know we've touched on it but like in that whole group they're all there with their superpowers and it's all cool and then there's black widow yeah and she's just and scarlet witch as well when she yeah. comes into it later they're both like when men wear armor they don't wear stuff that accentuates how big their dick is literally and yet all female armor is like wow look at her wangers <laughs> But what also really gets to me is that, like, it sounds like maybe, like, it's like, oh, there are bigger things in the world going on. Like, why would that be important? It transcends the film they're in because I've seen this interview with Scarlett Johansson 
And in the interview, she's there, I think, with the bloke that plays Captain America, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. And in the interview, the, they ask her and only her whether or not she can wear underwear underneath her costume. Yeah. What one? What a weird thing to ask someone. And two, why have you only asked her I've only that? Asked her, yeah. Like, don't ask anyone. It's weird, but... and it's not. And it sort of makes people think that it's okay to ask those kind of questions, and it's not. Yeah, and that's because her character's transcended Gross. the film. Yeah. So that's why it's important but because it's they the same... don't ask men questions like that. It's the same with Margot Robbie in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Her character's so sexualized, <laughs> and like, like, have you seen what she wears in Suicide Squad? Those tiny little shorts and that, like, it's. It's not it's, okay. It's not okay. She doesn't and need. She's to be, a very, she's, a, she's cool a cool character. character. She doesn't need to be so sexual. And I know that part of her character is that she is very sexual. But like, what they a, make her wear is a, ludicrous. A line. Because like in the cartoon, she wears that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She could wear that on screen. Yeah. Like that's her original co- like cartoon we'll, we'll outfit. Picture. Don't worry. She's in like a full jumpsuit. Yeah. Get up. Yeah, there's just no need, is there? No. This is also cooler. Yeah, I like it. It is cool. It's cool. <laughs> but yeah. Because when you watch Birds of Prey, have you seen that? No. That's like her spin-off. Yeah. She's with, with all women in that film. Uh-huh. And I think she had a hand in directing it. I'm not sure. No. She does not wear that stupid little outfit. Does she not? No. That is bonkers, isn't it? She doesn't. It's a male director that made her wear that. Of course it is. It... It's so obvious when you I watch think a film. Actually, there's an interview of her actually talking about it. It's so obvious when you watch a film, like who the film is being made for yeah, and made by, because too. she's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she's got like two lines in the entire film, and she's like the main character in it. And when they interviewed Tar- Tarantino about it, he was like, "Yeah, but that's just her character." Kathy Kathy Yan, the writer director of Birds of Prey, which is a woman. Like, um, that's not that can't be her character. No, she's the main character in a film, and you've given her two lines. Yeah, that's crazy. oh yeah, but that's just her character. No, it's not. What do you mean that's just her character? She only said two lines in the entire thing. Yeah, but and but she like when it came out and they questioned Tarantino over it, he was like, yeah, but I've I've spoken to her about it and she's fine with it. She didn't. She only said two lines back to me, so I thought it was okay. <laughs> is, she, is she fine? Like I. It's just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Like, you can't make a whole film, cast a woman and give them two lines. No, no you can't. <laughs> Actually, like, not when, especially when they're the main character and the whole film is about them mm-hmm. and them being murdered. Mm-hmm. you think they'd have more to say about it. I would. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd <laughs> have way more to say. Which, oh, this leads quite nicely into the background test. Yeah. Yeah. So our next thing to talk about is the Bechdel test. Which, if you don't know, is when in a film, the bar is so low, but I'll lay it out for you. In a film, two female characters, named some people say they have character. to be named, yeah. it depends which one you look at, but two named female characters have to have a conversation with each other about something that isn't a man. That's mm-hmm. it. That is that is that literally is how you know the bar is. That is it. Okay. That's all. The bar is in hell. That is right? it. We googled it. I would say like fifty percent of the films I just looked up off off the top of my head, Don't if pass. not more, Don't do pass. not pass. It's unbelievable. Not even close. Do you whole... want me to read you some of the ones yeah. that don't pass? So some of the ones that don't pass. I was googling this last night. They might take you listeners by surprise or maybe don't the whole lord of the rings trilogy which is 1320 minutes long by the way this is over a thousand minutes so of content. all three films over a thousand minutes of content does not pass the bechdel test <laughs> there's only one scene one tiny scene <laughs> in one of the films we'll post the tiktok we'll post, it's, so it's, hilarious. it's so funny it's honestly unbelievable. And it says, oh, the thing that I, I sent to you, do you remember? Said something along the lines of there are there are like five female characters yeah. in the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy and they never share a scene. But yeah, they don't talk to each other. Yeah. They don't exist in each other's little sphere. Yeah. Yeah. Which bonkers. In, just unbelievable. L- most of the Harry Potters don't pass. Yeah. The fall of like, Harry Potter definitely doesn't pass. I think there's like two out of eight films that pass. Ratatouille? 
Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. Are you happy to be in Paris? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. No, because I've got no women here to talk to. Yeah, Ratatouille doesn't cross no, the map. I but I think there that. is only one woman in Ratatouille. I don't think there's any female mice. Rats. No, there's not. There's only the one woman that... The girl. The chef, yeah. yeah. Slumdog Millionaire doesn't pass the Bechdel test. Because, again, I think there's only one woman in it. Yeah, possibly. What's she called? Don't know. This is going to upset Avatar. you. Avatar. Avatar does not pass the Bechdel test. Which is bonkers, because... There are more than two women in Avatar. Yeah, so why they, don't they talk? Because they only talk about they, Jake. They talk about Jake Sully. I know. It is sad. <sighs> um, this one doesn't surprise me. A social network. That doesn't surprise no, me either. Because the guy that was up with Facebook <laughs> was a dick. True. He didn't talk to women in real life, so why would they put that in a film? This one also doesn't surprise me because it's supposed to be a comedy film, and as you know, women aren't funny. <laughs> 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Have you read this? Yeah, no, but I was, was Googling it. I was it Googling it. I haven't read this exact list, but they were on the list that I Googled. It also makes sense because I can't think of any women in 21 Jump Street. So Apart, apart from Brie Larson. Yeah, but. Yeah. She's got another name characters to talk to, has she? No. There are no. Well, well. No. <laughs> I can think of. No. Not that it would be in her little world. The Avengers. Yeah, so many. I don't think do any of them pass. Yeah, they must. Some of them must. There must be a scene where, like, I don't know, Pepper talks to one of them about something no. that isn't Tony. Well, I don't know. There must be a scene. There must be in at least one of the Avengers. Movies. All, all four of them can't fail. Well, I've just Googled films that do pass the Bechdel test and Avengers has come up. So maybe... But there are different ones, so maybe only some of them do. Yeah. Um. Next on the list, The Imitation Game. Yeah. Which I've actually not seen. I have. And whilst I agree... this is Right, so I saw a TikTok and I think this is actually... This is a good point to mention this. Sometimes the Bechdel test is not the right thing to apply to films, right? Yeah. Because The Imitation Game... A, just a quick, a quick, a quick, a quick brief synopsis. It's about Alan Turing and his life, and it's therefore about them breaking the Enigma machine in World War Two. There is a character in it. She's called Joan. They She's breaking paid... the Enigma machine. You mean cracking? Cracking the Enigma, the Enigma code? <laughs> Whatever. There's one woman in it called Joan, <laughs> and she's obviously in it because she's was in it in real life. But because it was based in the war in 1945. She was the only woman involved in cracking the Enigma code, so it would be weird for them to chuck another female yeah. character in for them to just pass the Bechdel test. Because I also saw, like, it would be stupid to apply the Bechdel test to a film that's about a male prison. Mm-hmm. Like, you do have to take it with a pinch yeah, of salt. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you couldn't, you couldn't put the Bechdel test on that film that Daniel Radcliffe's in. No, where he breaks out of prison, Pretoria, or whatever it's called. Yeah. So they, I saw a TikTok that said you do have to bear in mind what yeah. kind of, but things like the Avengers. Are important things to put to because there are in. so many female characters in it. So why the don't they talk to each yeah. other about something that isn't a man? Yeah, it's really it's weird. Annoying. Like that is weird. It's really fucking annoying. I also saw so someone else was saying that Hawkeye, no, what's it called? The Winter Soldier, and there's a new series out and it's called you No know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. That's it. So obviously it's Marvel. And someone, a little girl was saying that it didn't pass the Bechdel test, right? Mm-hmm. And then this moron <laughs> duetted it on TikTok. And he was like, yeah, well, of course it doesn't pass the Bechdel test because its titular characters are men. You mean titular characters? Titular characters <laughs> are men. Yeah. So why would two women talk about anything other than the title characters? What would be the point? God forbid that women might have conversations outside of, of the realm of two men in a film. He was literally like the guy that you edit it was literally like it would be so pointless for the directors to put in two named female characters to simply add fluff. Because <laughs> of course, in a film, of course, yeah, we <laughs> and also in a film, every sentence said is not about the title characters not. because that would be weird. That, yeah. That would be weird. Can you imagine if every single sentence contained the words Captain America and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> <'Cause> I... <laughs> Me trying to reach the word count. <laughs> so weird. 
<laughs> and he was so pressed. He was like, well, obviously it wouldn't. And I was like, well, it could. Like, why not? There are some Marvel films that pass the Bechdel test, yes. Some. Great. Some. I think all films that have women, that female characters in it should pass the Bechdel test. Mm-hmm. You'd be glad to know, though, that Frozen does pass the Bechdel test. I've also seen so many funny TikToks because I'm now on, like, the Bechdel test side of TikTok where mm-hmm. it's like, when another woman calls me ugly and fat and I'm sad, but then I, I remember... Although, they also fall down a hole where they look at films who pass the reverse Bechdel test. So, in the second Catching Fire film, mm. Hunger Games, like the last one, there are not two named males that talk about anything other than a woman. Really? Yeah. Incredible. But again, Hunger Games was written by a woman. So yeah, written by a woman that about does track. a woman. And it's mostly women in it. Yeah. And obviously they're all talking about Candice. Yeah. Because like she's the main she's character. The, she's the titular character. But, yeah. Because there are some films that do pass the reverse but yeah. test, which I thought was interesting. Never yeah, but that if before. it's a film about women... It would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah. But then again, you could apply the same argument to Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but it's... Is it a film about men or is what? it about a man? Two men. Well... The same as Hunger Games, though. I suppose, then. I suppose, I suppose. Still, though, I still think like Lord of the Rings <laughs> should pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, because that's so long. How in that many hours did you not fit in one conversation between two named women? How? That's because they... Oh, it's just so annoying. It's because women can't be in sci-fi. No. They also so many of the Star Wars don't pass. Yeah. The new ones kind of do. Like the newer ones, like mm-hmm. seven, eight, and nine. But Star Wars brings me to an interesting point. Does it? Hit? Yeah. <laughs> so I there was fun. a guy at my old job that used to get so angry about the new Star Wars films because obviously they're about Ray. a woman. Mm. Oh yeah, Ray. And he he used to get irate <laughs> because he was like, "It's so fucking annoying." When we watch the old Star Wars films, you used to watch Luke grow as a person and get better and learn new skills, and yet Ray's come in and she's just magic at everything. She's so great at everything. And I was like, because Derek, if there was a film about a woman who had to learn everything, no, no one, one would, would watch, watch it. it. No one would watch it. Also, what really, really pisses me off, and it comes to, comes me off so much, is that when the new Star Wars films came out and they were about Ray. Everyone was like, oh, it's just political correctness gone mad. <laughs> yeah. Why can't it just be a film about a woman? Yeah. Like, no one, I didn't say it was political correctness gone mad when they made the first six films mm-hmm. about men. <laughs> like, three out of six, no, three out of nine of the films focus on a woman. Yeah. And, and that's political correctness gone really mad. Is it really focusing on a woman if it's split between her and Kylo Ren? No, it's kind of like 50 50. Yeah. So, Which is also fine. I've got no issue with that. But I hate that argument when it's like, oh, they've only used the woman because it's political correctness gone mad. Yeah. Well, no, we make up half the population. So why wouldn't yeah, why we be in films? Why can't we have films about us? <laughs> it would be weird if we weren't in films. But that does also lead me on to, again, we've said this before, but I'll say it again. Whilst we and do I'll want... tell you for <laughs> while we, Whilst we do want representation in films, what we don't want... Is a female James Bond yeah. or a She-Hulk? Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. It's so boring. Just write good characters it's that are so women. Boring. I, we don't want that. We don't want a female James Bond. We appreciate that James Bond is a male character. Makes sense. I get it. Been a male it character. would be weird for him to be. A woman. I want a character that's just as good as James Bond. But a lady. But it's a lady. Crazy. Because funny thing, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, the new film, doesn't pass the Bechdel test. It's because it's not for women. Yeah. Lara Croft might have a main character that is a woman, but it doesn't mean that it's made for the female gaze it's in not, any way, it's shape, not made or for form. The female gaze. It might be made for the female gaze. <laughs> it's not gaze. the female gaze. It's just so annoying. So annoying. Oh, I would also say, though, I think, and this isn't an excuse, but I feel like TV shows are better at making solid women characters. Because it's got time to develop them. Time to develop them, But yeah. also, in the same vein as that, we're not fucking stupid, so why not just put them in films? Like, yeah. we'd understand. Mm-hmm. We'd get it. There are some films that do it well. Yeah. Promising Young Woman. Oh, what a fucking film. film. Such a good film. If you haven't seen that film, 
go watch it. Yeah, it's we won't really spoil good. it won't because spoil it is anything, incredible. But it's, really good but it's such a good film. And that was directed by a woman. She's in Call the Midwife. And equally, I'm not sure I'd call it a good film, <laughs> but me and Lisboa have just been to see Don't Worry Darling. Oh. Which a lot of diabolical shambles. <laughs> it wasn't. No, I don't think. I think that's harsh. No, it was a good film. I don't think it was a diabolical shamble. It was a good film, but there's so many potholes. Yeah. That I just think, why isn't anyone with a brain just taken a quick look at this script and figured out? Yeah, it's like that... a first draft of a film, <laughs> which is weird because it's not. Did yeah. you Did you watch the t- that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but whilst it has got plot holes and it is a bit all over the shop. It does give an interesting view on life as a woman. Yeah. But I just wish they'd pulled it off a little bit better. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just sort of rounded it off. Because the concept for the film is great. Again, won't spoil it. But the concept of the film is wonderful. I'm just not sure how well delivered it is. Uh Maybe we should spoil it and just put a little thing saying there's spoilers from this to this. Uh So we can talk about it. Okay, we will. Yeah, fine. There is a spoiler coming now. Spoilers coming up. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, warned. Yeah. Okay? So basically, the plot for the film, and you don't know this until right at the end, but the plot for the film is that men, in like not now, in like modern day, they're like incels and a bit weird and very creepy. Involuntary celibate, that's what that means. Very, so very creepy. they don't creepy. have sex because they can't find anyone to have sex with. <laughs> they, like, get attracted into this idea that if they can find a woman to either encourage or kidnap, they can plug them and their significant other into like this simulation. So you plug into the simulation and it's like you're living your dream 1950s like paradise. Like you go off to work and your wife stays at home and she cleans your house and she makes your dinner and it's all gorgeous and perfect. And Basically, you watch it play out and you have no idea about the simulation. You just think you're in the 1950s at the start of the film. And Harry Styles and Florence Pugh play like the main couple. Which, can we just talk, why is Harry Styles in He's so shit, he so bad. Act. He cannot act. Anyway, and every day the men go off to this thing called the Victory Project and then they come back. But Florence Pugh starts to realise that things aren't quite right. And then as time goes on, she realises that she's in a simulation. Yeah. Um, and the men aren't going to the Victory Project, they're, like, leaving the simulation so yeah, they can to go, go to work. And, like, world. her partner has just, like, tied her onto a bed and has just left her in the simulation forever. Anyway, it's really weird, but it's a good... It, like, really well... I think it demonstrates successfully what men want and how far they're willing to go yeah. to get it. Like, it really brings... Yeah, like Andrew Tate. Extreme, it's an extreme like, film, but I feel like... But I don't think it is anymore. It could be like possible. the simulation, the simulation yes, is too the... far. But the wanting women to be nineteen fifties housewives yeah, and not... doing that to achieve it is pretty yeah believable. Very believable. Like a lot of people think that now, thanks to Mr. Tate. Like I just oh, so yeah. it's a really Fucking interesting Andrew film. But <laughs> the acting in it is subpar, and there are some plot holes. But the concept, I think, it would have been a better TV show. It would be a good like TV they needed show, time to like sort of develop it because. Yeah. It just, like, there are so many unanswered questions. But when you watch it, you'll understand. But it is good. Like, I think from the idea of... It just could have done without Harry Styles. He's so bad. Could have ruined everything I've worked for, Alice! Can we stop stop giving (laughs) mediocre white men a platform, please? Yeah, enough. Enough is enough. He's so bad. Anyone could have done it. I also anyway, thought that everyone could act. I genuinely believe that acting wasn't really that hard until I saw that film, and I've yeah. now realised that it truly is a skill. And why has he got <laughs> that accent as well? Because he chose to be British. He says it at the simulation because he can't do any other accents because he's not an actor. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I know, but they could have just hired someone else. True, but they didn't. Moral of the story is bonk Olivia Wilde, and you get whatever you want. But yeah. But I thought it was a good film. I haven't seen a film like that from a... For a while. Yeah. Yeah, a film like, that made you think. Yeah. A film with... Because it was genuinely a very good plot twist. Like, it was. I wouldn't. I didn't it get it. It shocked me. Yeah. I sort of I sort of knew that the husbands were being naughty and I knew that there was something yeah, going on. Yeah, put bits together, but, but I, I would not have got to that. Yeah. So in that regard, it. it was I good. did enjoy it. It was a good film. It's not as good as Promising Young Woman, though. No. If you want a film with a particularly strong female character, that one is better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Again, though, the ending for that. 
was a great ending, great ending but i wish it had been <laughs> not that <laughs> i wish i'd seen the justice yeah it's a good, it's a good ending though I just that film is great. Yeah, I really Re- like yeah, it. Really, really good. I think for like everyone should be made to watch it. It's a great film. <gasps> also, I've just sort of another great female character, mm. not film, but I mentioned it anyway. If anyone's seen it, Prima Facie. <laughs> oh, fucking hell! <laughs> SJ is sponsored by this place. He talks about it all the time. I... Honestly, takes <laughs> up half of my days listening to SJ talk about Prima I can't Facie. Express to you. How fucking good Prima Facie is. I feel like it should be like mandatory by law that everyone is made to sit down and watch it because honestly, life changing. And again, female writer, female actress, yeah. really strong female character. It's great. Would highly recommend as media goes. That one's tick the box. Mm-hmm. Doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but it's only because there's only it's one, one character in it. Yeah. But it is great. I really think everyone should watch it. You can watch it on National Theatre Live. It will change your life. And it's so life-changing. Use the code SJ50. <laughs> this is completely irrelevant to the podcast, but I'm going to tell you anyway. It's so life-changing that in it, a person... I can't remember who does the soundtrack. Please hold. It's, it's a... <laughs> What's she called? Oh, so Self-Esteem does the soundtrack for Prima Facie. She's like a singer. She's very cool. And she does this one song. And before you watch Prima Facie at National Theatre Live, they play it to you. And she's like on the set of Prima Facie mm-hmm. singing it. Can't really remember the song now. Couldn't really tell you any of the words. But me and Gemma were at Boardmasters. And we walked past the tent. And I was looking into the tent. And the back of her set show is the words, nothing scares a man more than a woman that appears deranged, mm-hmm. which is true. And I saw it in the tent. I was like, oh, my God, Gemma, that's the girl that does the Prima Facie soundtrack. So I dragged Gemma in. She was like, here we go again. Fucking Prima Facie. It's all in my life. But Prima Facie has affected me in such a way that when I listened to her singing the song that she sings at the start of Prima Facie, I was just brought to tears again. When are you not brought to tears? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It is so good. And it's good for women in media, honestly. It's incredible. But just, yeah, watch Prima Facie. You won't regret it. It's the best thing. Now we've talked about good films. We can talk about bad films. So I've got one specifically on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I've watched some clips from it, so I'm ready for the podcast. I haven't watched any of it. Don't. Like, no. So I don't know if anyone has seen recently... But Blonde has come out, which is like a Marilyn Monroe film. It was originally set... I thought it was like a biopic. And I would argue that that is the way they advertised it. Yeah. But apparently that isn't true. So what it actually is, is a film based off a book that a woman wrote. And it's like, it's fictitious. So whilst it's about Marilyn Monroe and some of the things that happened in her life, it's actually not true. But that is not the way it was advertised. No, it wasn't. It was advertised as like a, a real life. Yeah. I also thought it was a series. I didn't realise it was a film. But it is so fucked up. Like, I don't know if anyone's watched it yet, but there are so many scenes in it that are just absolutely fucking diabolical. It's the book diabolical as well. Yeah, apparently. Mm. But again, though, why would you choose to make a film about that? Why would you write a book that's not real about someone that is real? don't know, for the crack. Surely that's slander, right? I don't, well, it's kind of like, I think the when the woman who wrote the book was doing it, she, like, took elements of real life and made them sort of more... Yeah, but why do, Why not just then write about a character? I don't, I don't write know. Write a fake character. It's weird, isn't it? It is weird. If, yeah. No, it's weird. It's strange. But I think the way they advertised it was so wrong because it made out like it was the story of her life. Yeah. And it's not. And... Also, there are, like, the worst... Well, there's so many bad bits. But one of the worst bits in it is that scene, and I'm sure you'll have seen it on Twitter or elsewhere, is when she, like, is pregnant, but she's only, like, like early first trimester, so we're talking, like, a kidney being in there. (laughs) And then they, like, zoom in to her stomach and they show what looks to be, like, a weird pro-life video Mm. of, like, this fetus who's, like, a fully formed baby talking and in a weird creepy voice it's like 
you're not going to hurt us again, are you, mummy? You're not going to do to us what you did you to are the last the one. I've seen the video, but I'd never watched it, so I didn't know that's what it said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. The uh, weird fetus baby talks. And oh. she's, like, holding her tummy, and she's like, oh, no, don't worry. He loves us. Like, it's a different bloke. She's like, oh, he loves us. And the baby's like, we really want to live this time, mummy. <laughs> <laughs> this world. And firstly... So many people pointed Could out that <laughs> so many people pointed out that one, what a load of sh- a crock of shit because the the, the image, baby's fully formed, yeah, and talking, and which, talking, like it's just so weird. And if you don't know, babies can't talk. And also, I've also read, and I don't. This might not be completely right. It's either that she had a or had none. But again, it really doesn't fucking matter. But Marilyn Monroe didn't have any elective abortions mm-hmm. she had either a miscarriage or had to have an abortion because of an issue that was going on yeah so it also is a lie anyway but even if she did choose to have an abortion what a weird way to depict that in a film yeah having like a little and it like zooms into the inside of her stomach it's like this weird strange. like cartoon very strange just get alive it's really odd and then there's a the scene where Read she's like raped by jfk yeah which apparently never happened in no, real life either happen. no which Again, really fucking weird. Just just don't write books about real people with fake events in it. It's weird. It's, it's Especially strange. to project your twisted view of women. Yeah. Because that's what's happened. That's why it's so weird. It's like me <laughs> writing a book about you. <laughs> being like, SJ was an absolutely amazing paraglider. <laughs> it's just really weird. No, it's worse than Until that. Until the accident. It's worse like, than that because the guy directing the film was definitely chosen to put this lens on her life to show what he thought of her as a woman. Yeah. That's why he's done it. It's the only reason why he's done it. And it's so odd. Why? Why? As a man directed a film. Oh, about Batman and Monroe. I know. Why? Why? So weird. So, so questionable. And I remember reading a review as well, and it's like, the film is basically, to Marilyn Monroe, what a film would be like if they made a film that was so bad. (laughs) So bad. Me trying to reach the word count. So bad. Basically, they compared it, let me start again. They compared it to to a film about Freddie Mercury, where the entire film just focused on him getting AIDS and dying. No, but that's what that's what they even likened it to. So imagine if there was a film that was that a Freddie Mercury biopic, but the only focused on him getting AIDS and dying. Yeah. That's what this Marilyn Monroe film's like, her being abused and dying. That's it. Don't touch on any other parts of her life. Right. Apart from the creepy fetus. <laughs> It's just so the odd. Creepy McFeetus. <laughs> it's just all the Twitter comments like if that was like. She needs to get rid of that because that's not a baby. <laughs> that's a demon. That's a demon. <laughs> like, demon be gone. Don't hurt us, mummy. It's so weird. You're nasty. So weird. Yeah. And then also, I've later. also seen the abortion scenes in this film. They are fucking horrific. You know, like the scenes in Don't Worry Darling where they're giving her electric shock therapy? Yeah. That's what the abortion scenes are like in Blonde. But mm. somehow worse. Mm-hmm. Like they are fucking diabolical. So it's bad. just unbelievable. Well, it's believable because <laughs> of course it's believable. Because it's believable, but like, yeah, it's just not right. Appalling is it? film. It's, not it's just not okay. Another appalling film on the list I've got is Wolf of Wall Street. What a shit film! <laughs> Honestly, ladies, if you are ever with a bloke and he's like, "Can we watch my favorite film?" It's Wolf of Wall Street. Run, run! run. <laughs> you have to run. Okay, that away. is so bad. It's literally... Also, how is it every bloke's favourite film? Why are they all, they're all the same? The same favourite film. Andrew Tate so told much. them that that was their favourite film. Okay. And they all went, yes, okay. They've all got one pillow on their bed. They've all got a New York skyscraper poster. And their favourite film is Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's so weird. And like, yeah, and all they right. they definitely only like it because of all the tits Yeah, and literally. It. I was going to say, watch it once. Fine. But it's not a film that I ever think, oh, yeah, I want to watch that again. Also, it's so fucking long. Yeah, why? It's like three hours long. Well, it is is hookers and cocaine. It's so long. And, like, what actually happened? I don't but like... I could not tell you what happened. What in happens film. in it? He gets caught out for... What's annoying, though? Doing naughty with money. It could be a relatively good storyline. The storyline's actually relatively mm. interesting. The film is just a lot of shit. And, like, shit. once again, such an over-sexualisation of Margot Robbie's character. <laughs> Literally. 
like that scene in the nursery where she's yeah where she yeah is that's difficult what I'm, to watch what I'm thinking. it's so embarrassing it's so embarrassing and all the men are like <sighs> yeah and like props to margot robbie because she's obviously a very intelligent woman and she is playing the game right yeah and she's but, good in that film as well i like yeah, her but... she's good at she's a really good actress but like uncomfortable it is weird it's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. It's also not a good enough film to be anyone's favourite. I'm sorry, it's no, just it's not. it's not. If your favourite film is that, or Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim versus the world, <laughs> get <flag>. out. <laughs> Big red flag waving there. <laughs> just run and run There's fast. only one film that's acceptable to have as your favourite film. Dirty Dancing. Well, there's two oh. films <laughs> that are acceptable to have as your favourite film. Dirty Dancing or Twilight. Oh, yeah, Twilight. Okay, yeah. And if you're a bloke... Maybe you could have Monsters University. Yeah, something cartoony. Mrs. Graves, my calls over the line. <laughs> I'm watching you. I fucking love that film. But yeah, it's just again, it's just such a shit film focused on really boring men and not much else. Sex and drugs, which again leads that actually leads really nicely onto the point you've just told me about how many women are in films because. There are so many females that we could be telling stories about and writing films about, and yet we pick shit men. Yeah. Yeah, because we were Googling <laughs> in our last little break. Even though women make up half of the population, <laughs> they're only represented in films a third of the time. So men outnumber women in films two to one. Yeah. Great. Perfect. It's just so Outstanding. boring. It's so boring. Just give us good films about women and and make them films that actually involve a story and not just a two-dimensional character. Yeah, two that that is there to find a boyfriend or a man. But also if you want a good place to start for that, make films or biopics about inspirational women that actually exist. Yeah. Like that could be I mean if you're not got the imagination to come up with any yourself because you're stupid. Like a good place to start. Like, why have we not got a film that's about like Mary Seacole or Florence Nightingale mm-hmm. or other cool women? Yeah. Like the only biopics I can think about that are about women are either about like Elizabeth the First, which yeah, is Queens. cool, cool, but again, like a bit basic. <laughs> like that's the most obvious one. Or like Harriet Tubman has got a TV series, which is cool. Just trying to think. Oh, quite. Uh, to be fair, at the moment, writers are quite popular. Yeah. Like lots of female writers are getting the thing biopics. That keeps pushing into the front of my brain is Hidden Figures. Also cool. Yeah. Love that film. It's like great times. film. You should really watch it if you've not seen it. But like, there aren't that many. Like, I can't think of when there was that like whole raft of biopics about like Bohemian Rhapsody and the other Rocket one. Man. Ro- what a good <laughs> film! They're all great film. films. They are. I love Rocket all Man. of those films. No slander. I can't also, think Taran of a marry me. Can't think of a biopic about a woman, about a lady singer. No. Neither can I. I don't think I can anyway. Not off the top of my head, which no. is kind of the point. Like, we probably could find you one. Yeah. But I, I can't, can't think, think of one off the top of my head. No. Which is just a bit poor, isn't it? Really. Very poor. Like. That's a bit of shit. But it's because no one wants to watch women in films, SJ. But I just, it's not true. <laughs> it's just not true, is it? It's not true. Because I would watch them. Yeah, you, you watch any old shit. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that would be shit. Have we told you about Paramathashi by any chance? <laughs> yeah, but that's not any old shit. No, I know. I know. It's, just, <laughs> it's a groundbreaking piece of art. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to put a little I'll put a little link on the post. <laughs> just a picture. Of her in it. It's just, oh, I love it. And I love Jodie Comer. And it's just chef's kiss. Jodie Comer is great. You know what else I'm going to mention whilst we're talking about things written by women for women? Sorry. I wonder if you can guess. I wonder if we've got the same brainwave. Thing for women written by women. Yeah. Gosh, the stress. Give me a clue. Um, is it two words? No. One word. One word. With a name in the title. It's got our favourite sexy priest in it. Oh, Fleabag. Fleabag. What <laughs> an incredible... I was thinking Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> That's not one What's word. That's not one word. Fleabag's great. Yeah, also great. Fleabag, I like Fleabag because it's a TV show about a woman who's a bit of a mess, but she's not one-dimensional. Me? She's got loads of stuff going on, 
she's a woman that is intersex and isn't ashamed about it. She runs her own business. And like, there, yeah, there is a bit of a messy story arc going on. And she is a bit of a drama queen. A drama queen. <laughs> but it's a really good series and it shows growth and it shows like, yeah. that at the end of it, yeah, I, I know it's written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I knew that. I no, was going to mention it. No, that's not. I've wondered if this was. Oh too. yeah, 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 yeah. I um, couldn't at remember. The, at the end of the series, she doesn't. Again, spoilers. Sorry if you've not seen it, but you should go and watch it if you haven't seen it. She doesn't end up with the love interest, and that's okay. Yeah. Like it's not an overwhelmingly sad ending. No, it's actually not sad because I didn't cry, and yeah. I would have cried if it was overwhelmingly sad. It's just really, really good. She also writes. The Wall of Bridge, yeah. Killing Eve. Yeah, which is also a really good series about women, written by a woman. The women aren't two-dimensional. My well, one of them is crazy, but, like, she's got more going on than the fact that she's crazy. Just having a little... a little. Cause she also wrote the new James Bond. Yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did write No Time to Die. It was just oh, fun. and they do... It does pass Yeah, the Bechdel test, interestingly. I mean... By the skin of its teeth, but, but again, I'm not sure any other bonds. It's James Bond, and it's yeah. it's it's what we were talking about. If it's a film about a man, why would where, two women speak? Where, well, no, but it is a, a no. Film that's that's not... completely through a male gaze, isn't it? Where he's the but there are, guy. no, no, because that's but there are so many named female characters in James Bond that could have a conversation. Yeah, M could talk to any of them. But... <laughs> so, like, let's not make like Money Penny, M, Matilda in the new one. Mm. Like he's always got. There's always at least three named female characters yeah, in Bond, they, they so they talk to each other. Yeah, like Money Penny and M work in the same office. <laughs> I mean, M in the new one is a man, but that is not the point. Yeah, they could have had a conversation in the old one. Yeah, but it passes. It's Phoebe Waller Bridge's one does pass, so that's yeah. You know, Phoebe Waller Bridge is just so cool. I think we should like make her sort of like de facto queen or something. Yeah, we could do a film about her life. That'd be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. Any film about anything else like my mouthful. Like, why have we not got a Dolly Parton biopic? Yeah. What a good film that would be. That would be amazing. Or a TV series. Gemstones and Rhinestones. <laughs> I could write it. I could write it for you now. <laughs> but that would be cool. I just feel like there are so many opportunities that we could jump on. And I mean, it is moving in the right direction, but this is the way we end most of that podcast. Like, yeah, it is moving in the right direction, but really fucking slowly. Really, and really films have been slowly. around for a really long time, so they could move slightly fucking faster. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, Reese Witherspoon is blazing a trail, but, like, Reese Witherspoon has been, like, hasn't been around since the dawn of film. Like, why is it only now just come onto her shoulders to give women the opportunity that they deserve? We could have been looking at this quite a long time ago, but... Mm. I'd just like to point out that there are 12 Fast and Furious films. 12. <laughs> but there's not a single film about Dolly Parton. And on that note, I think we'll call it a day. Yeah. Because my heart is broken now. <laughs> Although, I think, to, to cheer us up right at the end, I want. I was thinking about this. Okay, oh, yeah. If there was a film about us, oh, cool. who would we want to play you? Oh, no. <laughs> I can't even choose a sweet at the shop. <laughs> who would you get to play you? Because I could bounce off it. Um, I think I know who I'd pick to play you, but... Go on. Right, that's good. You <laughs> tell me who you'd pick, and then I'll tell me who no. I would pick. Oh. No, who you'd pick for me. Who would you pick for me? And I'll see if I agree with it or not. Wait, let me give it a little bit more thought now that we're actually doing it. Okay, hang on, wait. Please hold. Right, okay, you go first. Okay. Okay. Well, so, also, just we've done it regardless of looks. Regardless of looks, we're on personality. Of age, right? Like, if we're casting the perfect film, who I would get to play you is Julie Andrews. That's so funny because I was going to say that I would get Julie Walters to play you. <laughs> or is that the girl from Mamma Mia? Yeah. 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 So funny. It's so funny. Or the other person I was thinking of, and they are younger, and it would make more sense is Charlotte Ritchie. Let me show Don't you a picture. Nice. I think you will recognise her. Oh, yeah. 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 She could play you. Mm-hmm. She's like smart, 
kind of cool, but also weird. A proper weirdo, yeah. Like, I feel like she'd do it well. Mm-hmm. And that she's more age-appropriate. Yeah. But Can't Julie Walters... appropriate one for you. Because you a are good one. an old lady at heart. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love Julie Andrews, so... Wait, Julie Andrews or Julie Dench? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Yeah. Uh, like... Sound of Music. Yeah. Yeah. Princess Diaries. Yeah. Queen. Queen is never <laughs> Everyone else. It's simply early. That's good. I like this. This makes up for us not doing our inspirational women yeah, anymore. Because... I think we should do this segment each week. Or what? try. Get some... What? No, not, not cast ourselves, <laughs> no. you dick. The other thing I think we should do, I mean, we could talk about this off the podcast, but fuck it, we're here now, <laughs> is each, like, I mean, we kind of did it this week, but by accident. You know the thing we were talking about, the girl from Mulan? The what? The girl singing. The girl singing Mulan. No, girl the singing Mulan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think maybe what we could do is it would be nice if we each bring, like, a little bit of pop culture to the yeah. start of the TikTok and, yeah. like, discuss, like, we've liked we've or seen about, yeah. in the real world. Mm-hmm. We could I talk like about it. that, yeah. yeah. And then it kind of makes up for missing the end segment. Yeah. Unless at the end of each thing we come up with a fun game. But Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Ten out of ten. We've got a real exciting excitement. Like, it's a surprise. <laughs> We've got an exciting excitement <laughs> coming up. It's a surprise. But our next episode is going to be a bit different. Not a lot different, but it is quite exciting. Yeah. 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 We can't tell you because it's a surprise. It is a surprise. All of them are a surprise. Right? <laughs> but it'll be cool. But if this is your first episode that you've listened to, we're sorry we didn't introduce ourselves properly. Did we not? No. Oh. We didn't. Listen to them in order. Yeah. We're not going to introduce ourselves. Go back and listen to another one. Go back and listen to <laughs> Go back and listen to another one. And then you'll know who we are. And yeah. then come back and listen to this one. Yeah. Perfect. And like we said earlier, we now have a TikTok. So if you fancy following that, yes. it's at words of being woman or one word or lowercase we I also will. have an instagram which is the same yeah which is it's same. all the same it's really easy but Very i will easy. tag the tiktok on my on an instagram story also friendly reminder you know how technology works go on spotify rate the podcast then go on apple music <laughs> rate the podcast it's so easy just do both that's it yeah that's all of our announcements that's it that's our housekeeping done we should get like a little Bing, bing, bong. <laughs> Xylophone. Yeah. All right. Bing, bing, bong. Okay. Well, that's it now. Have a lovely week. Also, the other thing I was thinking about in the car today is I like how sporadically we just throw these podcasts out. Like, no one knows when they're coming. <laughs> sometimes on a Thursday, sometimes, sometimes on a Sunday. No one knows. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes. So, who knows when the next one will be here, but you'll find out soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I'm in charge of the outro, so I'm going to tell you a joke. Are you ready for the joke? No. (laughs) (laughs) What is the hardest tea to swallow? Yours, because it's got so much milk in it. No. What is the (laughs) hardest tea to swallow? I don't know. Reality. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs)